Hey guys, welcome back to another summer session recap of some of my favorite episodes in an effort to take some time off and rest and relax, which I highly encourage you to do this summer. I am replaying some clips from some of my favorite episodes of the past year. This one is with one of my dear clients, badass business owner, Ediuska Lawrence. This clip is about standing out by not following the crowd and leaning into your own big vision. Enjoy. You're listening to the No BS Agency Podcast. We talk strategies that can take your one to two person branding agency from $5,000 to $30,000 per month without hiring employees or working your ass off. All you have to do is cut the BS. I am Pia Silva. So you took all of your schooling and then all of your expertise that you built at Stryker, where you learned how the top corporation helped develop and get approval for medical devices. You're taking all of that knowledge and you want to apply that to help the smaller businesses, the smaller entrepreneurs, inventors who are not able to access all of the tools and resources and knowledge that someone at Stryker might. And you want to help do this in medical devices specifically that will help children and people in developing countries. Right. Vulnerable populations, which includes children and innovations for the developing world, because we're we're global citizens. So I think we, we should all have access to the best medical technology possible. And the thing is, there's so much that we can learn from the masters. All of these top medical device companies, in terms of from the get-go, they're reducing risk. The worst case scenario is that you kill somebody, you harm somebody. And it's not With like- With your the, medical device because of something correct. faulty. Correct. Correct. It wasn't properly vetted or because they didn't correct. do- I, without prompting you to go into the super technical <laughs> aspects of it. These are all these processes that you put medical devices through that ensure that they are as tested as they can be and perfected as much as possible to minimize and ideally eliminate any sort of faultiness or anything that could possibly hurt or, or kill somebody. Correct. Right. Correct. And that's yeah. the space that you work in. Correct. Yes. So cool. And when I when I first sat down with you and brand shrinked you over a year ago and really got to know it, it was so inspiring and also is in a space that us laymen, we don't even obviously think about, know exists. And yet it has a profound effect on healthcare. Yes. all over the world. And and even I thought about it as just somebody who goes into a doctor or a hospital, something happens, you don't know what's going on. You just trust the people that are taking care of you and they trust the devices that they're using. And the only reason they're trustworthy is because they went through an approval process through the FDA. But that is actually at the heart of like going through that approval process. You can do it very well or exceptionally well, and you're going for exceptional. You're going for as near perfect as possible because that okay. is the difference Yes, um, between someone's um, life. Exactly. exactly. That's so cool. We've done a really good job setting up incubators and accelerators for all of this amazing 
innovations with all these brilliant intra- entrepreneurs, at the same time, we're not putting as much effort as to bringing in that knowledge, which is what really is going to make an impact. And also the quality of it is the most important because I think that we can completely eliminate recalls if we do this correctly from the beginning. So it's, it's, it's huge. It's huge. And I don't think people connect those very often. Like people like in, in the industry, inventors, mm-hmm. yeah, that started this for the first time. Because also, where would they learn this, right? Once again, it goes back to having the knowledge in these big corporations, med tech companies, because they've doing it for years. They have a robust process in place for the beginning. But these folks over here that also have amazing ideas that can change the world may go through this process in a way where they're going to set up their themselves to fail very quickly or simply put out something that it could harm patients. I know some of these very um, innovative uh, medical devices can save people's lives in developing countries with something very simple. I'll ask you, tell us about Neopenda, one of your clients. Yes, yeah, so that is a great example of a medical device that has a true global health impact, which was initially targeted for places like Uganda. I have a lot of admiration for uh, what these female founders uh, are trying trying to do with this medical device. It's a wearable that monitors the vital signs of newborns. In places like Uganda, you only have one to two nurses to attend 50, 60 babies in a neonatal ICU. So by the time you get to that last baby, things might not look so good. And so a device like this is extremely important where a nurse would be able to, from a tablet, be able to monitor the vital signs of these babies and make sure that they're doing okay. And if something comes up, that they can treat them correctly. And when I got there, they, they thought they were close to submitting to a regulatory body. They've been working on the device for three years. And then when I got there, I and I started doing my, let's call it my vetting process without getting too technical into everything that I do. We r- realized that they were missing 98% of all of the requirements that they needed to even be close to that. And it was shocking for them. It was shocking for me. It really gave me an understanding and opened my eyes as to, okay, because these are super smart people. Like they, they, they know the product, da, 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 but they've never gone through a product development process before, through a regulatory process right. before. That's why I created my process the way that it is, because I understood that, okay, so they don't even know that they need to take a step back and create the infrastructure, the foundation for product development and, and having all these procedures and records. I, I think that was the 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 beauty of of that process because it allowed me to then really take them into you know a position where this is what it will take to get ready and this is what we need exactly what we need to do and walking them through that process hand to hand pretty much but it made me realize how much it was not known and uh, the tremendous gap and I think that in the more that I speak to this entrepreneurs, the more I realize they're all on the same boat because 
it really takes being in the industry many years, connecting the dots and to really understand what going and where to begin because you have so many things. There's so many regulatory guidances. There's so many standards. And where do you begin? It's so complicated. And by the way, listeners, I encounter a lot of people where the thing that they're doing is so nuanced. And actually, the reason that they're so good at their consulting is because they are very, very expert, but they also have a a bigger picture understanding of the whole playing field. And that's really important. It's like you want to be an expert, but you can't be myopic in your expertise. You have to have understanding of a of a bigger picture. That's why when they're hiring when you're hiring a consultant who's really good, to me, that's a lot of what you're looking for. This deep mm-hmm. expertise paired with like a, a bigger picture understanding so that you're not just solving this problem over here and not even knowing that there's a problem over there that makes this problem inconsequential, whether you solve it or not, right? They all go hand in hand. And that's and that's what you're doing. And what I think is so fascinating and so inspiring to me, exciting, is that you are the person to do this, Aliska, <laughs> because you are because the, let's be honest, this is a pretty dry topic, Hmm. regulatory <laughs> processes <laughs> for medical devices. And yeah. yet you are this young, vivacious, spunky woman. You are defying all sorts of norms and stereotypes about what people in science are. And you're going to bring this to a place where it's not dry and boring because that's what that's what democratization looks like. It means like taking it and breaking it down and making it interesting and making it accessible so that people who don't even know what they don't know perk their ears up and say, I, oh, I don't know about this piece of it or I had no idea. Let me learn more. And you are the, the, the person delivering the message and educating them mm-hmm. on yeah. that. Yeah. And you should be that person. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I accept it. I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I have accepted that. And uh, yes, I love that you you put it really well. And I that is absolutely what the mission is about. And it's not only supporting, sponsoring, making sure that the knowledge is accessible, and for those who want to innovate for those patients around the world that need it the most um, because right now the even the regulatory language is it's very it's very male it's this is a male dominated uh, industry we've made it very complex and but I think also a big part of democratizing and decolonizing is around now there is a wave of innovations in the women's health, ecosystem. We haven't been taking care of ourselves for the longest time. Now it's when you're getting uh, a lot of badass entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs, taking care of business and coming up with solutions for, there's a lot of fertility issues, things that are are coming out, but also in, in, in postpartum depression, or even in, 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 in the developing world, is still giving birth. It's a big issue and a lot of lives are lost through infections and all of these things. So now it's when there's this amazing wave. At the same time, it's like we have these regulatory bodies. And in my humble opinion, I don't think we have a strong enough 
female voice in those regulatory bodies like the FDA, for instance, that because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are clearing all of these products that are going to the market. And if we don't have a strong female voice for those products, who's going to prioritize? Who's going to make sure that this is really the right fit, right? So that's part of that process. I'm also very interested in, and this is why it's like, I know I'm always joking. It's like, I have no choice but to make it to be famous because there's need to be change. And one of the reasons as well is because uh, a lot of people may or may not be familiar with the statistics, but only 2% of the venture capital money that goes for funding these innovations, only 2% goes to women and only 0.2% of that goes to women of color, which is BS. This is ridiculous. This is also the motivation why I need to get to the level that I want to get to be able to also open the doors for that. Because until those that are holding the cash and creating the policies and the regulations look more like us, Mm -hmm. nothing is going to change. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. So yeah, so that's part of, all of that is in my mind. All of that, it's in like the core values of like, this is why I'm doing this because that's what, democratizing and decolonizing mm-hmm. you know, uh, looks like, at least from my perspective. Say it again. I have no choice. I have no choice but to be famous. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. I agree. I agree. You have no choice. You are the person, you are the chosen one. I mean, I really, I don't say that lightly. You are just perfectly positioned who you are, the space you're in, your your big vision, part of your your challenge. And what's so fun about talking to you about this stuff is that you understand it. So you're like super enthusiastic about all of this. And you're like, don't you see how this can help everyone? But to people listening, if you're not in this world, it's really hard to get motivated. And again, that's why I feel like you have no choice to be famous because your knowledge and enthusiasm about this mm-hmm. is what's going to move the needle here, mm-hmm. which brings me to why you're building your brand and like why you're doing all of this work. I mean, when you told me I have no choice to be famous, I was like, you're right. You're the person (laughs) and we got to get you out there. And what's also fun about watching you do this work and helping you do this work is that you're not just willing to, you're actively embracing Mm your personality and really making it yours. And that is what's going to get people's attention and pay attention. And how is that going? I mean, I feel like it's just like pretty natural for you, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have no problem to be me. Like I'm always, <laughs> 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 well, you see this, you're going to get and I have no problem expressing myself. I'm not willing to ding my light for anybody. <laughs> and so in that case, I think that's what's required to, to do what I believe my mission is, mm-hmm. right? So I'm having fun with it and learning a lot. And it's definitely, I always say, I know what I'm an expert on and what I'm not an expert on. So it's been the most amazing experience to partner with with you and being able to to learn from from people like you because I have, I knew that, I needed to, I knew that I was an expert and I knew that I needed to project that to the world so I can get my voice out, my mission out and mission accomplished. 
but I have no idea how <laughs> that would look like. Of course. And so, and that's what it's been, you know, a learning process. And I'm so glad that I have the best people around to do. <laughs> but yeah, it's been very eye opening. I love writing. I love expressing myself, and especially when there's uh, a strong purpose behind it. So I'm willing to do the work. And, and I think it's like I've been having fun doing the work and, and sharing as much knowledge. I really want to share this knowledge with people because I think that this is ultimately how we protect patients and people around the world. So yeah, so I... I, I love it. Not to brand you from scratch, which I don't normally do, but it worked for you. It made sense for you because you had this experience and because you did have this clients before. Also, it's a it's a challenge to be starting from complete scratch. You actually burst on the scene with a complete two brands, right? Because we did we did, gave you the works, girl. We gave you the, <laughs> gave you the company and the personal brand because you have to be famous and because you are building a company that's going to require a company brand. These were a lot of decisions we had to make, but, and actually I think I even told you, I wouldn't normally get even, this is the best thing for you to do. I wouldn't normally necessarily tell people to do it because I don't think they can handle it. I know you can handle it. <laughs> it's like, cause you're going to, you might as well do it the right way. Two brands right out of the gate. But this was after and I, you told me this story before, so I want you to share it because I think hiring people actually also gives you a lot of insight into how you can show up for your clients. And you did hire someone last year at some point to do a website or a brand or something. Yes. yes. Just tell me <laughs> what brought you to hire them and what that experience was like, because I think it's I think it's a very common experience and there's mm. nothing wrong with the person doing it, but it gives everyone a lot of insight into what not to do and, and how you can do that, how, what you should do instead that will take care of everybody and you can do this in your own business and also look for it when you're hiring. So tell me a little bit about that. Yes, definitely. And that was one of the experiences that were, I think, as a new business owner and even you, you were going to have experiences like that all throughout your you know, business lifetime, making those type of decisions. And for me, I, I had the background and everything, but I knew that at least I needed to have some sort of website to bring people in to understand more of what I'm doing. So I, I, I knew that much. And I was also trying to now that I've spent many years working with predominantly men where I was the only woman leading all these men. <laughs> so, so part of my mission outside of that is like bringing on board more women and women entrepreneurs and who are trying to and, and diverse people and all of that. So that was one of the attractions for the people that I hire, the team that I hire. And, and at this point, I'm not, no, I don't know anything about branding what it takes to do a website. I talked to a lot of people. I mean, I'm a, I'm a researcher uh, heart. So I did a lot of research. I did a lot of comparison and I ended up hiring this team. And I thought that I was making the right choice at the time. And, you know, there were within the budget that I thought it's like, it will create some output. What was, what made you choose them? What do you remember? Well, the person was recommended I had a good feeling when I spoke to this person. It seemed like in terms of the the background, they had the right background. They were starting a business 
I wanted to support them. And I thought they were kind of in the same transition. I, I guess I projected a little bit. And so I do that you know? <laughs> a lot when I hire. Yeah. And she come up with this proposal and like all of the things that, you know, we needed to do and we'll drive you through this. I thought that I was that, yeah, that that makes sense. But then again, I've never done this before. So I didn't know. I didn't know. Right. You didn't know what you didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. and how that would look like. And it turned out to be tremendous amount of work to even like, even aesthetically, they were not even getting to where I wanted to be. The communication started to become really bad. And it's just like, it was chaos and we kept standing timeline after timeline and it was pretty much time and money wasted. Like it got to the point I was at that point I was suffering and I didn't see that we were even close to get like one landing page up. <laughs> so, so I had to make that decision that, yeah, I invested in this amount of money and I invested in this much time, but it's time to let go because this is just not going to work. I'm not going to get what I want. That's what it come, came down to that I realized recognized, accepted, this is lost, and I'm never going to get what I want with these people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it came down to. And I was very patient and I was in, like throwing money even outside of that to try to come up with copy because they were not good at the copy, even though they said they were so good at the copy and I was not like to help me with that. It was, it was crazy. It what, was do you very... think, what do you think is the reason that they weren't able to get you? To be honest, I have no idea because that's, I'm very detail-oriented. I communicate very straightforward, like this is this, this, and this. Yeah. And I, of course, did that with them. And I'm like, and this is done. And it was just like, I think it's just the aesthetics were not there. And... Didn't get it. They just didn't get it. And I... Yeah, unfortunately. And this is not to hate on them. It's like, I'm trying to figure it out because I remember you telling me this and it was what I heard was really, they just didn't, you just didn't feel heard. You didn't feel understood. And and if they didn't, when the client doesn't feel understood, it kind of doesn't matter what they create. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, also, if you don't understand the client, you're not going to create the thing that they need right. but you gotta right. really listen to the person you're talking to and they weren't listening to you yeah right right complete so that was yeah i had to make that decision of like okay yes i need to accept this is a lost and and then i need to move on because i'm never gonna get what i want well good for you and i think so, a lot of people when they get into that position they're just like no i've spent all this money and now this is what i have to have it's like mm-hmm. if this isn't gonna mm-hmm. help your business it doesn't matter how much money you spend yeah. like yeah move on I- I was like, this does not represent me at all. Like, there's no way I can put this out. Like, Mm. no, I'd rather to have nothing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what I did. I had nothing until I met you, (laughs) which was a completely 360 degree experience. And and it's like, and, and and this translates in all industries, really. Hiring people that really bring in the expertise. And it's like, I take my clients into these journeys and I really know this in and out. And I think that's what you guys do as well. Like, I didn't have to worry about anything. Right. And it's just like, and it was brought up in a language where like, I didn't need to know like all of the 
branding terminologies, but I knew what my output was going to be. And I was extremely excited about the output. And you guys like took me to this journey, like, because especially when you don't know, then that's what you need someone to do for you to take you through that because that is the right way. And this is the outcome that we're going to get. And okay, then we're good. <laughs> and, and if you see every step of the way, you're excited and you're getting what, what you're supposed to get in the step of the way. Being reflected in the work. So yeah. you're feeling heard the whole way. Correct. Important. Correct. Yeah. yeah so. I, I think it's a, a marriage of, because I think what I also heard from you about this other company is just that they were asking you to answer a lot of questions that you mm-hmm. didn't have the expertise to answer. So right. I don't know what questions they were, but making it up, like what pages should you have on your website? You're like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've right. never made right. a website before. Right. 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 So asking questions, but almost like asking the wrong questions. Correct. Asking questions that you don't have answers to without asking the questions that you are the only person that can answer, which is basically mm-hmm. like, what's the goal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who are you and why is this so important? And what do we need to communicate? Right. And then right. give the answer, which, by the way, is what you do for your clients. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah. So that was a very interesting experience. Learned a lot. But it took me to to my perfect match. <laughs> you guys. So. Well, I have to say, like, because we spend a lot of time with clients before we actually do the branding, right? We do the, the brand shrink and we go, we go deep with you. And then after the brand shrink and we agree on the, the brief then Steve does all this work and I do all this work with the copy. And then Steve and I meet and talk about this the whole time. And we pushed it really far because, because you got a big personality. (laughs) And when, and we always say it's like the, our worst case scenario is that a client comes in and says, it's not as cool or as fun or as out there as I wanted it to be. Not that it always has to be that a lot of our clients are, are not pushing the envelope. But when a client comes in and they are pushing the envelope, we're like, well, they better be the ones reining us in, right? (laughs) Like we can't, if they come to us and and they go, no, go farther, then we like missed the mark or we weren't really giving it. So we got to bring, if you go to uh, Adiuska's websites, which obviously I'll, I'll link to, that that space woman with the flowers. Like when we found this imagery, <laughs> we were like, oh my God, I love this so much. And this is so her. Like, oh, I'm a little nervous because if she doesn't love it, <laughs> then we're going to be so disappointed <laughs> because it's so cool. And obviously you loved it because it was so you, but that's the kind of stuff where we know it's like a perfect match because you were like, yes, (laughs) it's me. I still remember that moment. I was like, oh my God, I love this. (laughs) It was so good. It's such a good feeling. And to be honest, it's like, it cannot be more me. And I'm so proud of all of this work that we did. And even and I take it everywhere and people are always like, oh my God, this is so cool. And they get the whole thing. And and the ones that don't, like, I don't care, but it's like right. <laughs> it's they don't so, have to. They don't have to. But it's so uh so me, so what I'm trying to do. So yes. Yeah. Definitely. And I remember your brother was like, This is so you, which yes. to me was an even better compliment <laughs> than all, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> my brother was just like this is incredible he's a huge fan I just love it that he (laughs) well I appreciate that but I just love that he saw you 
in it because that's yeah. again like our our job our goal is like to get that essence but ultimately another reason that the your brand is so fun is because of this it's contrarian in your space i mean yes young female woman of color immigrant mm-hmm. in your face awesome brand Mm-hmm. nothing like I mean nothing like anything <laughs> in its space and you just can't help but pay attention you just yes. can't help it and you are the the face and the voice of this generation's science leaders I mean so you've only been like we we did that brand up in January okay so it's been not even 10 months mm-hmm. and let's be honest you are creating a whole foundation for businesses, as we've discussed, with pretty big goals <laughs> and pretty huge plans. You've been doing the groundwork this year. You've been creating amazing content. You've been just setting up business systems. You've been networking. You've been co- contacting people. And you've actually gotten quite a bit of recognition already. Brag a little. Because <laughs> you've been invited and you've gotten some awards. Yes. Yes. No, it's been under the circumstances this year with this global timeout and obviously all the the chaos with with the pandemic i actually started the year really strong and and with a lot of beautiful surprises i was the beginning of of the year i was awarded with the 2020 woman in the stem award in cleveland at the Cleveland Clinic, is that what it's called? So the uh, so cool. it's, uh, it's Cleveland State Cleveland Clinic with, with the same program where I got my my doctoral um, degree, right? And which is so, like one of the premier, right? Yeah. So that was that was that was very uh, cool. That was very cool. And then not too long after that, I was invited to to the Women's and Girls in Science Assembly at the United Nations that happens once a year, invited only. So that was a tremendous honor for me as well. And it was a lot of fun. And then also I've been invited to be featured in this magazine in Cleveland. I'm not sure when the article's gonna come out, but we've done that. I was also nominated and then uh, got the award for this it's called the 100 100 top 100 top healthcare influencers in the country something like that i'm sorry that i, I can't don't even know keep that. track i can't even keep track <laughs> I don't I don't, I, yeah that i don't remember the the exact name of the award but it's like that was also really really cool and and very exciting because it's like i see it as evidence that I am in the right path, that this is like it goes in attunes with the mission, and it's and it, and all of these things help me to to get to that position where I want to be, and being able to influence all of these different organizations and what I do, and and the science and the product development, and all of that comes from having that footprint that we talked about, like being having a presence being online which is everything that we've been working on on the leap program and with all the branding and stuff so i mean you look like the person who has these awards you deserve the awards and you already had the credibility but mm-hmm. 
they can't help it. They want to give it to people who look like they deserve those awards Hmm. and that they can show off because when somebody gives you an award, they're now marketing you and they're Hmm. now associating you with them. I mean, as superficial as that sounds, it's really important. Yeah. And you look like that person. I mean, it's really a, it's a level jumper. Mm-hmm. And no, it's thank cool. You. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it is very cool. And I am open to more awards. Anybody who's listening and wants to give awards. <laughs> I'm sure. Coming. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay, so let's talk about a little behind the scenes because I know you've been doing so much behind the scenes um, work and it's starting to like come to fruition, especially because you're creating systems to stay in touch with people so that you can continue to build your authority and actually have it go somewhere. Mm-hmm. I know you've been invited on podcasts, you've been invited on interviews. And when all when you go on all of those places, including here, mm-hmm. like I taught you, what <laughs> kinds of things do you offer them so that they can stay in touch? So, well, right now, actually, I have a very cool series that I've been working on for a while. It's based on this company, Theranos, who, and and I don't know if if our audience here would know much about, but just to because they were in all headlines, but to give a little bit of a background, you know, well, it's Theranos. the HBO. There's an HBO <laughs> right. documentary so about it. it. Yeah, that's how big it is. It's yeah. very pop culture where Theranos was supposed to revolutionize healthcare with a drop of blood, being able to give you all of the same output that you get from getting vials and vials of blood from drawn from you. So that and was quickly, the main difference. And quickly from this and, little and, machine. And much more affordable. And yeah. Much, yeah. Oh, and, and so, just so as reference for those of you who maybe saw it or just saw it in your HBO feed, it's that blonde woman with the black turtleneck holding the little <laughs> vial. It's a very Elizabeth, iconic image. Yes, yeah. yes. Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth um, Holmes. So yeah, and this turned out to be one of the biggest losses, scandals from many perspectives. $9 billion were lost from in money invested in the company. Billion, um, would it be? $9 billion. $9 billion. And patients were harmed. There's lots of lawsuits. She is um, going to court right now for fraud charges as well. But one of the biggest for me, it's like, the patients that were hurt. And there's a lot of, all the signs were there, as I keep saying. And so one of the things that I did is like, I took all of the Food and Drug Administration notices from the audits that they did to the company and highlighting everything that was going wrong. And this is typical product development quality issues that I see all the time. So it make my work so much easier to be able to, to highlight with such a good example. And this is really when you do all of this run things that they did. Yeah, that's going to be the outcome that kind of loss and harming patients. That's what happens when you don't do this correctly from day one, when you don't take regulatory and quality 
into consideration from day one. And so I talk a lot about that, this design and specifications, risk management and all of this uh, cool stuff that we talk in regulation. But anyways, I yeah, I've created this really, I put a lot of thought in creating this really engaging series, um, talking about all these issues and, and how we can, most importantly, how we can do better because we can do better. And it's like recommendations of how, how we do this correctly there. So hopefully there, we're not creating a, another Theranos in our future. And then, so I, this is part of what I'm sharing right now with when I go and uh, talk into places and the best way to, if anybody's interested and want to take a look at uh, the best way is to go to my website and which is geniusshield.io and then slash Theranos and you will get the first article there. And we'll link to it in the show notes. It's yeah. a great series. And what I love also about it is that <clears throat> obviously it's some badass content again like you make this very technical very complex and hard to understand topic accessible and interesting because that's what needs to happen in order to get the information out there so that the right people can access it mm-hmm. uh, so that it can actually have an impact on them so that they can know what they don't know which is that they need to do this kind of work and what better way than to capitalize on a pop culture reference that maybe everyone didn't watch that documentary but I'm sure anybody in your space (laughs) I mean it was great and it's related so of course they've watched it so I just thought both as a great just piece of content in general but also as a great example of what great content can be using those strategies to connect with people but you should just go read it for fun anyway, because talk about infusing personality into <laughs> you really embraced it. And you even emailed me all the titles of your articles at one point, And one of them was a um, bleeped out Rihanna song. And I won't tell you which one, guys. You'll have to go find it. It was like, is this too much? <laughs> and I said, girl, if it feels like too much, but you like it, do it. She was like, that's what I wanted to eat. <laughs> yeah. No. If you're not having fun. What are you doing here? Exactly. Exactly. And and the funny thing is like, I love that. I love that process. And really my creative juices were their best. And I, what I like the most is like, I had a really great response. Actually, I got people emailing me that this is very engaging. This is a lot of fun. Thank you for doing this. Those that are my mailing list. Yeah, that was, and and that's what I'm, what I'm trying to do and what I love doing. And uh, it's part of once again, decolonizing, democratizing, really making it accessible, as you said. So, well, you are on a rocket ship. And it is really fun to watch you. And I mean, you're going to do huge things. You're already doing huge things. But I am just, she's one to watch, guys. Thank you, Pia. I appreciate that. Hey, guys, if you love this podcast, if you love this episode, I would be grateful if you would share it with a friend who would benefit or better yet on Instagram in your stories and tag me at Pia Loves Your Biz. It really is the best way for others to find out about the show. And I thank you in advance for your help.
The No BS Agency podcast is produced by Yellow House Media. Coordinator is Lou Blazer. This episode is edited by Marty Seafelt. Creative direction by Sean and Tara McMullen. Our theme music is Knock 'em Down by The Shrugs. 